So, uh, uh, this is the Surprise Lake uh, Middle School Principal's Office podcast, and I um, uh, borderline kidnapped Mr. Garrett just as he was finished his lunch so he could come in and do the <clears throat> podcast with me. Uh, Mr. Garrett, well, let's start with our first question, which is introduce yourself, your background, and the time in our district. So, I'm John Garrett. been working in education for going on 19, almost 20 years now. Um, background, I have a background in, oh, jack of all trades. I have a degree in psychology, a minor in history, um, have worked in um, the technology field for the last 18 years, started my career as a instructional assistant, kind of leading into the second question. Um, working with wait wait wait. There's so many things that I got to jump on here. I didn't even know about you. I didn't know you were a psychology degree. I thought you were yeah. like a teacher first. No, no, no. Right. I um, got a so kind of the the history behind my degree is I started out in education, wanting to be a social studies teacher. Um, that was kind of my dream job, high school social studies, and was told by the first university I went to. Um, by their education department that I probably shouldn't pursue a career in teaching due to my learning disability Um, and had some conversations and some soul searching and decided okay maybe education isn't my calling and looked for a separate degree in um, psychology because that looked a little bit more um, marketable outside of education and wasn't a big huge switch Um, from there um, after that got Hence the minor in history. Um, after I graduated from college, I uh, was looking for jobs and fell into a teaching assistant job with a um, as an overload aide and um, then working part-time with a special ed student. And then second year after that, started working full-time in a special ed classroom and was given the advice that you need to go into teaching um, by both principals and teachers. And that was when I... Uh, made the decision to go back to school and get my master's in teaching certificate and spent and was actually told by a university that you know you would make the an excellent teacher being a learning disabled student um, so I gotta tell you man that right there is like enough of a podcast we could just wrap that up start the music right there because that's <laughs> money think about that for a second like I go um, I figured you were I knew you you come from a family of educators and you um, and you seem like you're a teacher first like you really like the, you hold the profession in high regard and you work so hard at it so that's that's something else that's really cool and I go um, it, it's interesting that you went into psychology because some chucklehead decided to tell you wouldn't be a good enough teacher and that's just uh, it's just crazy town seeing you do it now like you um, it just goes I mean again it's a testament to your work ethic what I, which I have pointed out several times is it uh, is it in, in your kind soul but like that, that's just too cool that anyway I don't know if we can top that I don't know if you want to keep going time in the district you've been here for 14. Um, No, I've been here since, let's see, I spent three years in the Renton School District, and then um, funding for the position fell out or fell away, and was applying for jobs, and then all of a sudden got a request to come do an interview down here in Fife. Kind of don't remember applying for the job, but um, came down interview. Who requested you? I don't know. Really? I don't know. I just, I, I may have applied for the job and just didn't remember it, but... I just got a call from uh, the former principal, was it Jeff Hunt, 
and you know said okay well I need a job so drove you know made the long trek down here and uh, interviewed and you know got selected for the technology position here um, based on my background working as a um, elementary technology specialist and as a district level technology specialist um, within the Renton School District so that kind of gave me my tech background and then brought me down here and started working as a web design teacher, photography video teacher, and sixth grade technology, whatever you kind of threw under typing would be the best way to describe it. Uh, and then have evolved the position over time to kind of, you know, what's the, uh, what's current in technology. So we morphed it into learning office um, from there, we started working in teaching kids how to use the G Suite things, um, how to incorporate uh, technology into the work they're doing, uh, which has kind of been my philosophy over time is really my job isn't to teach kids how to use technology just for the sake of teaching kids how to use technology. It's to give them projects and ideas that relate to real world things and then have them kind of teach themselves how to use the technology, how to learn, and I just kind of give them advice along the way. And I kind of jokingly say that my curriculum is I'm the teacher that drives the principal nuts because I change what I'm doing every single year to kind of meet what's going on out there in the world. But remember that your principal right now is a former technology slash uh, teacher, so remember that doesn't apply to me. It doesn't yeah. ever drive me nuts. I think your curriculum needs to adjust. Yeah. Accordingly, so um, and just for the record, at this point in time, we're at six minutes, and we've just finished. And we're going to wrap up into question number one. Right. At this pace, we're probably going to blow Mr. Niker's record of seventeen <laughs> minutes way out of the water. So, <laughs> well, that's my goal. <laughs> I figured that would be the case, Mr. Garrett. Okay, so we kind of covered it. When did you decide to work in education? You always wanted to be an educator, and then uh, you kind of do that. So, actually, look at that. We're we're through question two, so we're okay. What is one thing that students would be surprised to find out about you? Um, you know, that's a tough question because I usually answer that question in class. I would say new students that come into my class probably would be surprised that I have dangled about 200 feet from the end of a helicopter. 200 feet? Okay, I thought maybe you were going to throw out the... Uh that you were an elected official once, which is a funny story, but that's another thing. We'll, we'll save that yeah. one. Why were you dangling out in a, out of a helicopter first? So, um, one thing is when I was, funny story, but my, before I started my educational career, I was out hiking with a friend of mine and we were off trail, so to speak, and got stuck in a river for close to four or five hours and had to be um, pulled out of that river by a search and rescue team. And the only way they could get us out, since we were in a class five rapid, was to airlift me out. Um, and I was strapped to a wonderful search and rescue person underneath a Huey helicopter. <laughs> and you know that thing where they tell you, don't look down. <laughs> they tell you that. And I look down and here I am, you know, on the end of a 200 foot rope, up in the air over the Robe River Canyon in Snohomish County and had a beautiful view, probably the best view I've had ever. So. Oh my goodness. I don't know how we, you know what? I've known you for, I don't know, what, 10, 12 years? I don't know how I have not heard that story. That is, that is hilarious. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, 
I, I don't know if I'll be able to tell. So far, this is a killer podcast, Mr. Garrett. I'm telling you. Uh, what makes a good day at school for you? Um, good day at school for me is myself and the kids having fun. That's my probably my number one learning goal or learn not goal learning expectation for my classes is that we're not learning if we're not having fun. Um, so I try to find like real world projects, um, but also um, if another good day for me teaching is getting to see at least one student have that moment that probably most teachers recognize when they've learned something that they haven't known or it's it's a look on a kid's face that some of us refer to as that aha moment and I was just talking about this with um, a parent last night um, you know they're telling you know what makes teaching so addictive what makes people want to come back to teaching and I told them that it's seeing that aha moment with kids or having kids go whoa I didn't that is probably the most addictive drug that I have ever seen um, Hopefully you're not very experienced in other types of drugs, but no. I know exactly what you're talking no. about. As a Probably fact, addictive moments. <laughs> to our <laughs> addictive moments, gotcha. The uh, uh, to our avid listeners here, my yeah. my very strong fan base for the uh, surprise like middle <laughs> school po- podcast. Um, actually, that comes up quite often. Like that's what people. That's a lot of t- mm-hmm. teachers they say, and that was that's the thing, same thing for me, man. When you like when when you give a kid. That something that they didn't that they didn't know and now they know it and there's nothing that can never be take take that away. That's just damn. That's a magical thing. So, yeah. all right. What's the last book you read, Mr. Garrett? Oh, that question could take a long time to answer. Um, longer than the six and a half minutes. Yeah, longer than the six. And, one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, last book I read. Um, well, there would be the Game of Thrones series that I read, or I guess the better way to put it would be the last book. The book I'm reading now uh, is kind of a partial first read, reread, where it's called Social, and it's it's about how we as human beings are social creatures, and um, talks about how our brains are structured to want to interact and look to interact and maximize our interactions with other people and how we need that to be able to grow and learn and, and nurture ourselves. So it's a fascinating book and it fits, I think it fits into middle school and it's kind of adopt, allowing me to adapt my teaching or change my teaching to incorporate more conversation or give kids the ability to converse while working as a way to better manage class time. You know, and that's exactly, you know, when you talk about um, sometimes the idea of adaptive learning and how computers are really going to shift education, and that's, you know, it's like the quote that uh, Jeff puts out all the time, Jeff Nelson puts up all the time, is that uh, in 50, 50 years ago, uh, education was about relationships, 50 years from now, it'll be about relationships too, so, I mean, that's, that's just it. And that's where I hate being a principal in the summertime. You'd think it would be really nice. I just come in. I get all the kinds of my work done. But it is horrific. Or like when I'm when I'm stuck in my office too much and I don't get to go out and hang out with teachers and, and talk about education or go out and talk to the kids. It's just, it's no fun. We mm-hmm. are social creatures. It's a good one. I might have to steal that one from you. I do. We, we share a few uh, book uh, recommendations from time to time. So, um, uh, let's see. Okay. What excites you about being in education right now? Um, all the, 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 the move away from curriculum, boxed curriculum, tools, and, and a move towards, 
um, kind of connecting with kids and teaching kids how to learn. Um, you know, the move towards, as some people might call it project-based management or project-based learning. Um, but just all the, the being able to kind of help mold and guide kids and see kids onto a path that will take them for you know the rest of their lives or show them. Um, but yeah, just the cool things that you know kids can do and work on over time. All right, um, that's you know what that's that's a good that's an exciting thing. I agree with you. Is it like that's where technology? Sometimes we get that feeling that we got to integrate technology and that's that we got to force that. And the best teachers are the ones that don't even like. You you realize that accessibility. So it's not about it's not about um, like I say not about about the box curriculum and that little thing that we got to teach. Mm-hmm. But it's about all the many things within that that we got to teach. And so like uh, I was just out at Mr. Miles's classroom today, and he's out there using uh, Chromebooks in his choir class. And talk about just a really cool integration. And he doesn't do it because he, he has the expectation that you should be using Chromebook. Because most people would go, ah, yeah, you don't need to have a Chromebook in choir. But he uses it, and they're out there testing notes, and they're doing quizzes, formative assessment, and it's just killing it. So um, that's that's cool. Well, it's it's to me, it's about finding the right tool to do the job. And you know, a lot of times people get afraid of technology and or using technology because they they don't think they're an expert or they don't think they know how to use it. And you know, really, my best advice that I give to staff is. Think of it as a tool. I mean, any other tool that you have or how you would use. And sometimes you're an expert, sometimes you're not. Um, but you've got to find the right tool to get you to where you're going. And it may be, it may be a laptop, it may be a microphone, it may be a pencil. But you know, just make sure Perfect. you find that right tool. Perfect. Okay, so you have one minute and 45 seconds. If you could give one piece <laughs> to, of advice to a student, what would you give? Um... Don't give up on yourself. Um, I find a lot of kids that, you know, and it kind of it has a double meaning. I have a lot of kids that, you know, fit that typical, I'm not good at this, so I'm not going to do it. Or I don't like this subject, so I'm not going to do it. And that's, you know, when we hear about kids giving up on themselves, that's what we think. But then there's also the kids that it doesn't work the first or second time, and they think they can't do it after that. That's the other. Or they, they do it once. And they think they're done. And that, to me, you know, when you're learning, you should always be learning. Perfect timing, Mr. Undergaard. Perfect timing. Excellent. Uh, excellent advice for students. Um, thank you very much for coming into this podcast. <laughs>